Welcome to a brand new series here at Quacky Gems Podcast. I'm Gem Swallow. I took the idea to remove myself from Instagram because it was just getting to me and my life evolved. So I did the unthinkable. Yep, I deleted it. I then had an idea. I'd do a brand new series on my podcast, but with a twist. There are three rules. No health, no job talk, and no social media. Mm Mm-hmm, really. Just adventure and what I get up to. Let's see what this life really has to offer. This is Life Offline, the brand new series here at Quirky Gems Podcast. Let's do this. Do you love Quirky Gems Podcast? Why not consider becoming a patron? From just a few quid or dollars a month, you'd be helping to support this podcast. You can get a shout out here plus lots more. Just choose the tier that's right for you at patreon.com forward slash quirky gems podcast. With thanks to my patron for this episode, just me being Mrs. B. Let's get in on the episode. Hello and welcome to Quacky Gems Podcast Life Offline. I'm Gem Swallow. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to Hypersensitivity. Yeah, we're going to be talking about it. The reason why is because I think it affects a lot more people than we think it does. And judging by the answers I've received when I ask you guys on Instagram and Twitter whether you are hypersensitive and how it affects you, I think I could be right. So before I get stuck in, this is something that happens to me being someone that is hypersensitive. I get a song stuck in my head. It comes out of the blue and I have to listen to it to get it out of my head. But there you have it. I'm just a weird one. What can I say? So I was thinking about this fairly recently, hypersensitivity, because people have varying degrees of it. Some people have conditions that can make it seem really overwhelming. For example, if you are much like myself, I have migraines and I also have a condition called fibromyalgia. So for me, my hypersensitivity came about when I was a teenager, but it's strange because a lot of it actually happened when I was at school. And the strange thing is, I have memories of when my teachers told my mum that I was always constantly in my <laughs> in my own little world. And what's weird is I actually remember telling my other half about this just recently. So um, before we get stuck in, I am going to say that our shout outs. So if you were a part of this episode, thank you so much for getting involved. The shout outs will come in just a little bit. I started having migraines when I was 12. If you know me via the podcast, you'll know that I've talked about this quite a lot. But I used to get migraines, but I didn't think that my brain was being affected all that much. When in the last around about five years, I've actually questioned whether or not I was autistic, because a lot of what people talk about with autism is very similar. So one of the memories that crop up for me is when I was in primary school, depends on where you are in the world, it could be elementary school or grade school, wherever you are, but right here in Southampton, UK, (laughs) which is where I'm broadcasting from in my bedroom, (laughs) you know, just to paint the scene, is called primary school. And what used to happen, I have very vivid memories of. So I remember I'd be in a classroom environment, sat down on a floor, cross-legged, 
and listening to my teacher talk about whatever the subject at that time of the day was. And I must admit, I could not have found it that interesting because I used to look around me. So I could hold information in, but I used to look around me quite a lot. And even when I came home, I could be watching TV and I'd look around me. And it's so strange how you can pick up little details that you really didn't notice were there. And I actually remember when I was at college, I found it very overwhelming at times as well. And so I used to go into my own little world. And I think people that aren't hypersensitive also do this. Sometimes they might have something on their mind or they're trying to work their way around something. And so they'll kind of look like they're in a faraway place, but it could just be that they're overstimulated. So for me, I have memories of being overstimulated and taking myself out into this world where basically it was kind of like everything shut off and I could gather my thoughts and gather my energy until someone called my name. I had this very vivid memory of this happening and it's so strange. I remember this time when I was in a classroom environment and one of my male teachers was standing up in a black with a blackboard and he was talking about this shape. Now he asked me, I was in a world of my own and the reason why to be honest is I was drawn to this cupboard that was just off of the classroom and the strange thing is I don't live all that far away from the school where I was attending, <laughs> a little bit of useless information for you there. But I remember sitting in this classroom environment and where the main door to the classroom was, there was this little room and inside it was basically just a junk room. It, I think it was a place where kind of, I don't know, display cases or things like that were left that really didn't have no use nor ornament being there. And the classroom was a weird shape. But I was never any good at maths and from memory that was a subject that we were that we were having at that specific moment in time. And I remember the classroom being very quiet. I was sat there at this table and I just zoned out because the next thing I heard was my teacher shouting out, back then they called me Gemma. And if anyone calls me Gemma, it kind of, it shocks me into like, what, what did I do? Because to me, I think that's where it comes from. So I remember my male teacher saying, Gemma, and as I looked up, he said, can you come up? I think I must have really been dozed off at this point. Can you come up and show me where the most shallow part of this line is? My first thing to think was, I've got to get up in front of people. I'm going to make a complete, and utter, I mean, as an adult, I would say this, I'm going to make a complete and utter tit of myself here, but okay. And I remember once I pointed out the shape, returning back to my chair, I'm thinking, okay, and I, I guess I felt anxious because it was completely, did not see that one coming. There were times as I got a bit older that I would just literally, I would just kind of take myself out of the environment. It wasn't really anything that was more interesting. I could be in the environment where someone was talking about something. It wasn't that I wasn't interested, but I think my brain could only take so much. So as I began to get older, I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia when I was around about 27, 28. That's when physically I noticed differences. It's weird. I had migraines from the age of 12 and I never actually realized that that can be something that's over, you know, it's, it's a stimulus. It can be overstimulating. And 
I have memories of sitting in my living room with the light from the TV being too much or when I'm like in a really bad migraine because of all that you notice that when you look at you know all the what's the word the stimulus and when you look at the triggers for migraine you notice that all of this you know whether I think people with epilepsy have it as well but people with migraine you get so overstimulated and you could just be doing your own sweet thing there's nothing really loud or anything but you get so overstimulated it causes pain and there have been a few times when I've been sat in my living room just watching the tv and the glare from the tv has been so intense or I can smell literally everything in the room and I think I have to remove myself from it otherwise I ended up being in a bad way anyway but you have to remove yourself from it so as someone that's hypersensitive now it's strange because I guess you could call me peculiar <laughs> I know if you know me yet well you'd probably be like ah, Gem you never yes yes I mean let's not lie to ourselves I would, <laughs> I would label myself as peculiar <laughs> All I have in my head at the moment, I was watching Beetlejuice at the weekend. All I have in my, mo in my head at the moment is Lydia from Beetlejuice, um, Renona Ryder's character, when she said, I myself am strange and unusual. <laughs> there you go, that's a hypersensitivity right there. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that is how I would describe myself strange, unusual, and this had another one in for good measure, peculiar. So. For me, I am hypersensitive, I think it stems from migraines, but also fibromyalgia too. But also, I know this is going to sound really weird. If you know me well and you've been following the podcast for a good amount of time, you'll know that I myself would describe myself as being intuitive. And I mentioned it in the previous episode too, where I talked about... I've got it in front of me, perimenopause. If I don't write it down, I'm going to forget about it. And it's even written down in front of me and I forget about it. <laughs> this is my brain on a good day. <laughs> so for me, I find that something might come up in life. This could be maybe a different department, but I think it's to do with hypersensitivity. I could be going about my normal day to day or going asleep and I might have a vision of something that's coming up or I might hear a song and it warns me about something. Or I used to get dreams when I was a kid, wake up and something would happen. And I guess maybe it's just how your brain identifies the world around you, I don't know. It could be also whether or not I find that people with hypersensitivity are way more creative as well. Because I think people interpret the world differently. So for me, I've always been creative. It's my way of understanding the world. And I think that it depends on what works for you. You know, some people paint, others crochet, others knit. There's all sorts of tools at your disposal to try different things out. But I find that people that are hypersensitive, they kind of seem to be a lot more creative. So, for example, myself, I would say that for me, a lot of the people that I have known throughout my life, from be it in a school environment, through a college environment, and even through like a working environment, I've always found myself to be quite weary and a quite, I don't know, how can you put it, kind of like amplified, you're amplified to the feelings around you. I remember 
I think you can call this empathic as well. One memory came to me when I was in college and um, one of the women um, that was, I think she was kind of like a, a course leader, I'm not sure. She had been involved in an incident. It was very small, but it knocked her confidence. And I remember when I saw her and she told me, you know, that she was feeling a bit wobbly. She felt a bit emotional. I remember standing next to her and at the time someone was sat in front of a Mac computer showing us what they had been editing because this is when I remember being doing media at college so it was editing something or other I remember she was I can't even remember her name now but I remember the environment and the situation so I remember standing there and feeling like I don't know getting a vibe from her that she was just about holding it together and I remember I just felt the need to put my arms around her and give her a hug. And she must have needed it because in the afternoon, she couldn't take being there. I think she'd come back to work too soon. And in the afternoon, she decided to take the rest of the day off. She needed space. I found that at the time, the people that were running the course couldn't understand what was going on. They were like, well, you showed up for work and now you're not there. But I think that someone just saw her. And I think that's the thing. Someone could just see that she felt a bit wobbly and she, I guess, you know, it must have been what she needed at the time. But for me, being a, someone that's sensitive and growing up around it, I used to see it as a vulnerability. I used to see it as that other people had strength and vulnerability, mine was a weakness. You could see that... And I also think it comes down to other personality traits you have too. So for me, I've always been quite bubbly. Mad is a given. That's that's not a new thing. That's always been there. But I have this feeling of I want to put people at ease. But only if I like you. It doesn't happen if I don't. <laughs> if I don't, I can take you or leave you. But for me, I kind of always seem to want to find a common ground. I have found though that with you know different walks of life you come across different people and I find that for some some people are happy to try and dominate people that they think are weak but I think there's a difference between being sensitive and being weak so when I put it to you guys on my Twitter and on my Instagram I wanted to see you know how you guys deal with being hypersensitive and the answers that I got back are quite interesting because it affects me as well in kind of similar ways. So I have my trusty mobile phone here. I take screenshots. If this is the first episode you've joined me on, maybe you've heard of Quacky Gems podcast, Life Offline. It's the first episode. There have been many episodes where I've gone to do my phone and it's just gone belly up quite quickly. So for me, I rely on screenshots. It's better than writing it all down or printing it off because ain't nobody got time for that. So <laughs> she says she turns the phone and the, the image goes smaller. It was going so well. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I ask if you're hypersensitive, are you hypersensitive to sound, smell, light? I'm going to read these out and then afterwards I'm going to explain about what a normal day for me is like or parts of the day that flag up the you know, remind me that I'm oversensitive or hypersensitive. So, Yale's Life on Instagram commented. 
Noise makes me angry when I'm too fatigued, unable to function. I need a lot of quiet time. Like in the summer, I catch, um, I watch TV because I'm exhausted from the noise of people living outside and the constant daylight. My body wakes up because it's light. Without light in the room, smells are the least bad since I don't really go to perfumey or smelly places. It's like everything hurts. Light, sound and spray. I mean, sorry, light, sound and smell. So thank you, Yale, for that. I agree. So for me, when it gets to the summer, I always interpret the summer as that bonfire smell. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe where you are, it's heading into summer and you're like, oh, gem, I hear you. I always get this smell. I mean, where we live in Southampton, UK, the gardens, we're not spaced out. I mean, to be honest, when I look at my friends' houses or my listeners' houses that live in America and I think, wow, you have like so much space. I remember visiting Washington when I was a teenager and going there and being like, wow, there is like so much space here. Here, there isn't. We are literally on top of each other. Our back gardens are so close, it's unreal. So for me, when we we're lucky i'll be honest that we have two gardens one in the back is kind of you know has trees and it's it's quite nice but we don't really use it in the summer i'll go out and catch some rays if there's any <laughs> you know catch some rays <laughs> who am i kidding you know i'm vanilla skinned i don't burn or tan <laughs> it's okay i've learned to deal with this but for me when you're in the summer you've got heat and you've got sounds and stuff but the smells like from people's barbecues or I don't know why in the evening of summer why some idiot out there decides I know what I'll do I'll start a bonfire in the most hottest month of the year and it's like what are you actually on seriously did you think before don't even answer that but did you think before you swipe the match I ask you so yeah I completely relate to that let's see if there's another one Okay, so chick with chainsaw on Instagram. This actually made me laugh this morning. So <laughs> when, <laughs> when we were talking about this, I, I found my tribe. I have found a fellow human bat. Okay, so chick with chainsaw commented that she she's not hypersensitive. She wouldn't label herself as hypersensitive, but I do have very sharp hearing and that's tedious enough. I found like I find loud noises very stressful and I sleep with earplugs in. That's me. That's me. There'll be more on that soon, but yeah, that's me. Though it does have its upsides too in my case. I was on only recently, it was only recently I found out that not everyone can hear bats like I can. Wow. Now I commented on Chick with Chainsaw and I actually said it's good to find a fellow human bat because it's so strange and it seems to happen at night. Now, I don't know if it's because the darkness rolls in. I don't know if this is a, a human thing or if it's just that for me, I amplify. I don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I amplify. I didn't even know that. But I don't know if this is a thing. I have a cat, I do. And the reason why I bring up this cat, my gorgeous spotty, or as I call him, Spotify, is that he's a sensitive. Now, I have grown up around cats my near enough my entire life. I think 
From the age of 0 to 6, no, 0 to 8, we didn't have any cats. From 8 all the way up into my 30s, we've always had cats. So for me, I've kind of grown up with them. And I have had animals throughout my entire life. What I find fascinating though is that no two cats are the same. They might come from the same litter, they might come from the same family, but no two cats are the same. And do you know what? With this in mind, I think we should do a future podcast episode on this. I am, I'm getting inspired, but I digress. So for me, no two cats are the same. For myself, when Spotty arrived, my brother bought Spot for my mum for, was it Mother's Day or her birthday? I think it might have been her birthday. And me and my brother have always been raised around animals. And we had one cat that was left and he was from a family, but they had all sadly passed away. And we figured it was time to, you know, welcome a new animal into the house. And we miss having fur around the place and the fleas and the various other things that cats have with them. It's all very glamorous. And dirt boxes, yeah, yeah, that takes place too. So for me, I really miss having a cat to snuggle up with. And so when Spot came into our lives, he's always been really sensitive. Now, there have been two occasions where he's been in the room with us and he's looked over at the corner of the room. Now, to be honest, I believe in spirits, okay? Call it what you will. You might say ghost spirit. When it's night time, my, my sitting arrangement, you can see a black kitchen right in front of you. I'm a visual creature, okay? When you see a black kitchen, I don't care who you are. If there's a noise, your eyes dart and you think there's a ghost in there. You know there isn't, but you think there's a ghost in there. Fairly recently, Spot was sat, I can't remember where I sat, I think he was sat next to me. I think it must have been about like 7, 8 o'clock in the night, at night time. And Spot's eyes, literally, across the room from me, we have my nan's chair. And at the time, we had like a candle holder on the wall above my nan's chair. And this one night in particular... I couldn't see nor hear anything. I was just too focused on what was being shown to me on TV. And Spot's eyes were looking at this, looking really troubled. And I thought, what is he looking at? I'm looking at him and thinking, I'm not seeing anything. I don't know what I should be seeing, but I'm literally not seeing anything at this point. Then I saw it. A candle decided to melt and the, the, (laughs) the melted wax had trickled down the frame and there was a lot like electricity box right underneath the candle. Now, it was all fine. The electricity box is plastic and it's got a covering on it. So, you know, at this point, the melted wax was fairly getting hard. But what I found fascinating is I would never have been able to see it. It wasn't until I was trusting Spot's Inkseed as a feline that I realised that, oh, OK. Now, if something goes down now, it's happened twice. And once was, the other time, was where my mum where my sits, she sits on the couch, and this candle had melted. If it had hit her skin, it would have been quite painful. And it hit the throw behind her where she sat. I couldn't figure out what the noise was. And again, Spotty, he seems, I don't know why, he seems to be able to smell paraffin candle wax. And when I saw that this, you know, this candle had melted and gone all over the throw on the couch and it was just a couple of centimetres away from where my mum's back was, all I kept thinking was, wow, I mean, that's a superpower. A cat that can smell 
And this thing was unscented. I mean, you know, migraine sufferer, scented candles and me do not mix. But I just found it quite interesting. So Spot, my cat, is very sensitive. And I find that we have a great relationship too. Maybe you're the same with any animals you have. I find that if he's ill, I can tell. If I'm ill, he can tell. We seem to have like a really close bond because I think we are hypersensitive. But with bats, I, re- I think I've only seen a live bat once and they're one of my favourite animals. And so for me, <laughs> there have been times where I can hear something. It could be saying, look, my mum could be in the next room or it could be two rooms away and say, mum, your phone's just gone off. Mum's like, how did you hear that? I do not know. I'm gifted. Or I'll say something and I'll turn to Jack and I'll say, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. You didn't? No. What was I supposed to have heard? Okay. Then you wait and then you hear it again. And then he said, you were hearing like about you. And I'm like, yep, I'm gifted. So yes, it's good. (laughs) I have finally, after years of searching for my tribe, I have finally found a fellow human bat. So welcome. (laughs) It's good to have you. And you are not alone. I assume that there are many human bats around the world. (laughs) So back to the question I asked, are you hypersensitive and if so you know how so just me being mrs b you'll know her as being my my patron and she's a good friend and she's a yes light sound and smell oh my god like literally when i read that i was like exactly the same for me i'll get into that in just a second another one acid kitty creations i know her she's another friend of mine sabine everything she everything grates on her especially if i'm tired or in a bad mood yes yes i'm very cautious about that though so that's i believe everybody yep thank you for getting involved so for me i have a pet peeve my mum does it okay i know she listens to the podcast i brought it up with her numerous amount of times but even now she does it. i don't think she means to do it but Oh my God, does it annoy me? Okay, crisp packets, okay? Oh my God, I am not a violent person, okay? When when you have migraines and you are familiar with the fact that sometimes your mood can swing, it does. Unfortunately, this is one of the signs that you're going to go into attack. I know. I mean, the Lord gives generously. But for me, what I find interesting is that When you have migraines from the age of 12, you're very, very aware that your moods can affect the people around you. So you're very aware that if you snap, you feel guilty and you think, I am the worst person in the world. If you're happy, you raise everyone up and it's like, this is great. Yay, we are all together and having fun. But, and I say but, okay, there are a few things I cannot stand, okay? The biggest one happens in my house quite a lot and i'm saying this through gritted teeth because oh my god it crunches my biscuits okay my mum decides to eat crisps now i have nothing against crisps i too am a lover of the crisp but what i find fascinating is of an evening my mum decides to put on these big headphones and i mean big headphones she can't hear anything I'm kind of envious of this because my headphones don't do the same thing, but I digress. So my mum can't hear anything. 
she gets interested in her YouTube or playing a game, she does, she vibes in her own way. Different strokes for different folks, I'm all for that. But, friends, but. When you have a crisp packet that is made up of foily textures and you rustle them, oh my God, could I commit murder? Oh my God. You know like how some people for example, I also can't take, you know, like a metal scouring pad. I cannot take that on a saucepan. It puts my teeth on edge. And I don't know if it's because I've got fillings in their metal. If it's some sort of ESP, ESP going on. And he said ESPN. I'm aware that that's a news channel. But I don't know if it's some sort of ESP going on with that. But for me, crisp packets. Oh my God, they crunch my biscuits. There have been numerous amount of times that <laughs> my mum will rustle. To her, the noise doesn't bother her. For me, oh, I literally end up losing my temper and say, please stop bloody rustling those things, oh my God. Then she's like, she looks at me with all the innocence, like, what did I do? And it's like, oh my God, you know what this does to me. But yes, another one, being a person of hypersensitivity, as I find myself, I can't take certain lights. It's true. So for me, I find Christmas a time of guilt. It, okay, so the good thing about like being in December is it's my birthday month. As I was telling my friend recently, I waited a whole year for it. It's here. I'm going to celebrate it because I've got a, you know, it, you wait a whole year, okay, when it's, it's December. It, it seems like the worst wait in the world. So... For me, when it gets to Christmas time, <laughs> we have a tree, but we can't have any lights on it. Because some inventor somewhere, some really great guy, because they're usually guys, if it's a woman, I do apologise, and I'm not sexist in any shape or form. But some dude somewhere, or some chick somewhere decided, I know what we're doing, let's make this interesting. Gone are the days when you used to put candles on trees. I can understand why, for obvious reasons, a naked flame on an artificial tree, well, that's going to create its own kind of, you know, light, isn't it? But I cannot understand why you would put LED lights on a Christmas tree. I can understand it glows. I can understand it makes pretty lights. I can understand that. When you are a migraine sufferer and you are hypersensitive, it is a nightmare. And the flickering kind. I do not, I'm sorry, I do not understand the flickering kind. I really don't. Now, if I weren't a migraine sufferer, I'd be more than willing to be sat there and think, oh my God, that is just glorious to watch. I mean, look at the glow on that thing. I mean, that is just, that is something to behold. But no, being the migraine sufferer that I am, I cannot take them and I feel guilty for it. Every year, oops, sorry, I'm attacking my microphone. Every, it's just how passionate it makes me. Every year when we bring out the Christmas tree and my mum brings out, I don't know why she does it actually. I guess it's a form, you know, a force of habit. When my mum brings out the Christmas tree and she brings out the little LED lights. Now ours don't flicker, but when we sit there and I think, we can't have them on because they're a freaking migraine trigger. I mean, who does that? Who thought of that one? If you're a migraine sufferer, I, I bet you know what I'm talking about, right? Also, candles. Oh my God, candles. 
We put candles on because, like you haven't, if you haven't already guessed, I am a migraine sufferer. I am very, very, very sensitive to light. If I go out and it's sunny, I have to wear shades, especially if I'm riding Jeeper to my bike. I have to ride shades and we're on this episode in more in this in the coming episode so please do stay tuned here at Quacky Gems podcast life offline a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a drop there but what I find fascinating is the candles we use pillar candles paraffin candles paraffin wax and I'll be honest we do go through them because having an LED light on or an energy sufficient bulb however you want to paint it you know it all does the same thing it gives off light if it's a fake light it affects me it just does and I feel it grates on me because when we get these candles we get pillar candles from the supermarket and so overnight when it gets darker as it does when it's in December we light up these candles and they are in this like transparent wrap thing and you have to unwrap it and oh my god it is exhausting because you literally even though you're in complete control of this rustling noise you know you've got to unwrap this thing to shove the pillar candle on the mantelpiece and light the wick trying to get it to that point where you light the wick it's something else it really is and you're kind of like you just have to grit your teeth and go through it but something else which i'm going to be talking about if you are a lover pre-loved clothes if you don't know about fast fashion maybe you're into pre-loved clothes maybe you're into you know having your own style i've talked about it a lot on quaggy gems podcast we're going to be talking about smells okay because nobody talks about that and it's christmas coming and you might be getting some gifts that are of vintage variety and i think we should talk about that so that's coming up but for me that is a pet peeve as well for example you buy a nice piece of clothing from eBay or other outlets are available. It arrives and it smells of perfume or something else. So I know the fellow person is there, right? It's, you know, if they want to use perfume. When it arrives and you want to wear it though, oh my God, is it a nightmare. I can't even tell you how much you have to wash that garment just to get the smell out of it. But I will be talking about that in an upcoming episode. So if you're a lover of pre-loved, yeah, we're going to cover that because I've noticed that not many people are talking about that one. So yeah, stay tuned here. But yeah, so I wanted to talk about hypersensitivity because I think that people associate it with wrapping yourself up in cotton wool and that you can't live in the normal world. Well, for me, I just wanted to see if anybody else has what I have. So up until recently, I couldn't wear polyester. I know that Acid Kitty Creations mentioned that there are certain clothes or materials she can't wear. I can't wear viscose. I remember being in a charity shop, uh, actually it wasn't recently, about two years ago. And I went into a charity shop with Jack and as I I saw this really nice garment, put it on my skin to do the patch test, which means that, I don't know if you can do it so much with COVID, but you get this, it's kind of like when you try a new hair, uh, hair dye and you want to see if you're allergic to it. You get a garment and you you get a piece of it and you put it against the, you know, your inner forearm. So where your veins are, you find like a bit of skin that's not covered with vein, you know, on the edge of your wrist. And you get the garment and you rub it. And if it goes red, you know you're allergic. For me, when I tried viscose, I came up red. It wasn't pleasant. It really peeved me off. But for me, I find that 
I can just about wear cotton polyester now and I can wear polyester which is good for the longest time I haven't been able to wear that which I find really peculiar but hey I'm not gonna knock it so yeah I just wanted to talk about hypersensitivity because growing up I didn't know anybody else that was hypersensitive I didn't know anybody else that suffered with migraines I didn't know anybody else that had seen like had differences with light if I walk into a shop now, to be honest, I'm kind of glad that you get to wear face masks. There have been a few times when I've walked into big shops, be it a hardware, a hardware store or a supermarket, and someone has doused themselves with perfume or shower gel. And I mean, they've really gone overboard with it. And do you know what? For that split second, I have been thankful that I was wearing a face mask because that face mask, that saved me from a few nights running around in bed screaming the house down because of a migraine. So for me, it's, it's an interesting one. I'd like to say if you're new here, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know that there have been a fair new listeners. Thank you for finding me and I hope you enjoy my madness as much as I do. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode, Hypersensitivity. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about pre-loved clothes. We are. So I'm going to be talking about something that, to be honest, okay. <laughs> I have made a pledge to myself, okay? It's something I don't take lightly. I've made a pledge. If you want to find out more, please do stay in... I don't know where I was going with that one. Please do stay tuned to Quaker Gems Podcast Life Offline. If you haven't already, please follow because that would be just amazing. And uh, yeah, I've, I've made a pledge and um, I can't wait to tell you guys about it. So do make sure that you're following so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much to all the lovely ladies that got involved in this episode. I hope you enjoyed it if you're listening for the first time. If you're an avid listener, thank you so much for listening. And I'll speak to you next week. There's gonna, I'm hoping there's going to be two episodes coming your way next week as well. Why not, eh? It's, it's the month of Christmas. Why not? So thank you so much for tuning in. All the details you need are coming your way if you want to follow me or get involved here at Quacky Gems Podcast. All the details on social media are coming your way right now. And um, if you want to find out the song I had, <laughs> the song I had at the beginning of the episode, I'll hopefully make it the story. <laughs> I'll do something creative. I'll hopefully make it the story of this podcast cover art on my Instagram. So do stay tuned. I better write this down before I forget about it because you know me. If I don't write it down, it gets lost somewhere in my noggin. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you can, please do give a review over on Apple Podcasts. If not, just follow me. That's great too. <laughs> stay tuned for loads more coming here at Quirky Gems Podcast Life Offline. Thank you so much for lending me your ears. I'm Gem Swallow, this is Quacky Gem's podcast, Life Offline, and remember, be you, not them. I'll speak to you next week, take it easy. Thank you so much for listening to Quacky Gem's podcast. To see behind the mic and to get involved, check out my social medias at Gems Quirky on both Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to follow me on Google Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes drop every Thursday, and remember, be you, not them.